0: Hey guys, so welcome to the second episode and season three of the Teen Whisperer Show where you get to hear the stories and experiences of podcasters and how they have improved to be being one of the best podcasters online. So today we have a guest who has been doing podcasts for almost 11 years. She's the host slash producer of DNA Today Which talks about discovery of new advances in genetics. That's actually really, that actually sounds really cool. Uh, And without further ado, let me introduce you to Kira Dini. Kira, welcome to the show. Please tell a little bit about yourself and your podcasting career.
1: Thanks so much, Jeffrey. Um, As you said, I've been podcasting uh, since two thousand eleven, so I think almost nine years now. And I've hosted a few different shows, mostly in the healthcare area, and so my main show is DNA Today, and uh, this is, I have a career in genetics, so this is kind of more of my show that I focus on that I produce myself and have a team behind me, and it's been a really great experience to learn more about genetics through the show and as I've gone through school to be able to interview experts in the field and just hear about all different areas of genetics.
0: Well, that's really weird. And, you know, just a kind of personal question, what actually inspired you to take this genetics? Because, you know, one of the reasons why I never took a science major, because I actually got really high marks in science, but I never took a science major because I hate writing records. You know, you have to write, you have to draw and all this stuff. I was actually really poor at it because that's one of the reasons why I never took it. And when I see people like took these things, it's really amazing. So what inspired you to that?
1: I think genetics is such an interesting area because it's always changing. And so much of science and biology really is based in genetics. You always have some kind of genetic component or that's going to play a role in the science that you're looking at. And so I think that was just a, an interesting pull for me. I mean, as most people in genetics, you have high school biology at some point and the genetics unit was the most interesting to me. But I think through the show, I've been able to learn more about how to be a science communicator and express the things that I was learning and interviewing other people to say, okay, how can I take these really complex topics and put it into layman's term or kind of go for that fourth grade reading level so that anybody that's hearing it or reading about genetics can understand because it is really complex. The more we learn about the genetics of humans and genetics in general, the more we realize how complex it really is so it's been an interesting way for me to at the beginning explore different careers because i started the show when i was in high school um and so you know in in these last whatever eight nine years um it's been great to just hear about different areas of genetics and um i am i just graduated um, with my master's in genetics so now I'm going to be working as a genetic counselor and so this has really been a way of of learning throughout that process and the networking is great just to connect with so many different people and I think podcasting is such a great media because you can just like we did we connected online and we're able to talk on here and share ideas And it only takes a little bit of time, but you end up having really meaningful conversations and learn so much about what someone is studying and what someone is involved in. So I think that's been a really cool area for me to learn about genetics, but then also to start developing those skills of of teaching genetics. And I don't know if you're familiar with what a genetic counselor does, but uh, genetic counselors kind of help patients understand their own genetics and possibly go through genetic testing and help them understand what the choices are and what Results could mean and everything surrounds that. And so that's kind of why I ended up going towards genetic counseling, but podcasting has always been um, such a, a big aspect of my career.
0: Wow, that's really great. And, you know, before actually going into the real uh, you know, questions, uh, this is something that I have to ask like a mandatory thing. Like, what's your take on this coronavirus, you know, in respect to this uh, genetics? Is there anything in relation to it? I'm not a science geek, so just, you know, is there anything like that?
1: There's been some research, certainly, of looking at genetics, and I don't know too much about that, little outside of my realm, but I think that that's such an important aspect of, I've seen a couple different articles and uh, wanting to do research, and I think it sounds like uh, there are some companies and organizations and institutions starting to do this, of looking at people who have had coronavirus and recovered from it and seeing if there's any kind of genetic component that maybe uh, predisposes you to be able to have the virus and beat it uh, and recover from that. So I think there there's so much in genetics that can be used and studied, you know, going towards this uh, vaccine that we're all anxiously awaiting. Um, so I think genetics is definitely an area that is really important in all of this along with all all of the other areas of with the vaccine so um, yeah definitely something that's really interesting and i should read more more up on that
0: well do let us know once you've done that now uh, let us jump onto the podcast of so the first question is that uh, how to properly you know, repurpose your podcast? Because I've seen your Facebook post where you have started your blog series, you have given many speeches and interviews, and not happen after you have launched your podcast in 2012 or 2011, if I'm being correct. So tell us a little about that.
1: I think repurposing your content is so important. Um, when you put out a podcast episode, you put it out once typically, and then some podcasters don't come back to that. They're like, okay, yep, but that was an episode from five years ago or six months ago or a month ago. But I think it's important to look at the episodes you're producing and some of them are going to be content that is really just a one-time thing and it's not really going to be relevant later on. So that might be something that an event that happened and it was very specific to that time and the content from it was really just maybe that week or that month that was relevant to people. And years later, you don't really care. A lot of news stories are like that. You're not really gonna revisit news stories from five years ago unless there's something that has been added to it and it's more of a storyline. But the content that can be reused, um, I've seen the term uh, evergreen content. And so with that, it's important to kind of choose and and dice out, all right, what's your evergreen content that you can be repurposing? And then what's your content that, that was really more of a one-time occurrence. And with that evergreen content, I think it's really important to see when in the year you can reuse that content. So at DNA Today, our team focuses on a lot of uh, national awareness, months, weeks, days. And so we've created a calendar so that, uh, for instance, um, June is Pride Month. We uh, had an episode a couple months ago, or two episodes, it was a part one, part two, um, with the Baileys. Um, who was a lesbian couple, and they had gone through reciprocal IVF, which is um, uh, uh, infertility treatment. So they were not able to get pregnant on their own. And so using a sperm donor and other aspects of that, they were able to have uh, their own children. And so with that, that was, we released that in April as part of our fertility series, because April is, uh, I think the end of April is uh, infertility awareness week. And so we launched our series with that week but uh looking at june being pride month we're like oh this is another occurrence where we can use that episodes that we produced earlier in the year say let's repurpose this let's put it on social media say happy pride month learn more about reciprocal ivf as an option for lesbian couples that are looking to uh, create their families and there's so many different paths to parenthood but that being kind of example of we can reuse that in june and re-promote that content. So there's a lot that you can look at. And I think National Awareness Days, Weeks, Months is a good place to start because it kind of gives you an outline of, okay, it's Brain Awareness Month. Let's promote episodes uh, about neurology or neurogenetics. And and so there's so many different um, ideas within that. And I think that can be a good place to start because it is kind of daunting of like, all right, how do I start repurposing this content? I think that can be a good place to start.
0: Yeah. And, you know, choosing the priority, which would you prioritize first? Because uh, most of the times it depends on like where our target audience are most of the time. Because in YouTube, we may have like 30,000, you know, subscribers. But uh, when you go to Instagram, the person may have like 10,000 or 12,000 just followers. So which place do you prioritize first if you are like you know generalizing it so like do you repurpose it on youtube like you know according now we are we can put it on youtube or instagram or you know uh, transcripting it into a blog post so which priority will you give it first
1: i think that's really going to depend on the podcast and what their online presence looks like uh for our team we just launched on youtube um in may so that i have uh I've been hesitant to join the video space because I've been an audio podcaster for years and years and I always said, oh, I'm not gonna go into video. That's not my thing, but hey, look, here I am right now. Um, So I think that it depends on the show. Um, I think video, I'm learning more and more how important it is. I was listening to um, a podcast conference uh, end of May and they were talking about how to utilize video in your podcasting. And I think that's something that I know I need to look more at. Um, and that's been our focus with launching our YouTube channel. And that is one way that we repurpose content of um, with that launch. We have over 120 episodes. So we are taking all of our episodes and releasing a few every Thursday so that we are kind of going back into the vault. Now all of these episodes are available on our website, but we're taking that as how are we uh, repurposing this? All right, let's take all the audio, turn it into video for our YouTube channel and release a few every week so that in six months time um, all of our episodes are going to be available on the YouTube channel. So that's something that we're looking at. All right, what's another level of repurposing content? Um, I think for some people their Twitter may be where they have the most engagement. And so I think it's important to look at where you have a lot of engagement and to keep that going. But think, all right, where are my other social media accounts and what does that engagement look like and how could I make it better? And sometimes repurposing that content can really help, especially if you are tapping into other markets. So if you have a show, um, you know, and you have an episode that's focused on a topic using specific hashtags related to that topic can help you. So when I was talking about our fertility series earlier, I have a genetic show, it's not a fertility show, but we did a series about the genetics of fertility. And so through that we really tapped into the fertility area and people that are interested in fertility either uh, personally as a patient or if they're going into fertility in their career. And so those different um, online communities we were able to connect with and we're continuing to do so And so I think it's looking at really where you have the most engagement right now and to keep that going, but then say, all right, how are we going to grow? Because if you just keep using the same exact way, you're not going to end up growing at all. You can kind of keep the listeners going that you have, which is really important to have that solid listener core base. But in order to expand, looking at those other areas and uh, repurposing your content in those places too.
0: Wow, that's, that's a really great explanation. And, you know, jumping back on one or two of those things that you are saying about the evergreen content, like something that's, uh, you know, if I'm recording this podcast, like, uh, you know, what are the problems that our podcasters are facing? Uh, no matter, like it took years, some people will search for it, uh, no matter what. But there are something like contents which are like intrending, right? Like this COVID-19, because it's not going to go over forever, but still people might look back at the history and say that something has happened, we have survived this and all that stuff. So... But there are some like, you know, things like uh, in trend for at least like, you know, for a year or two, people will make podcasts for it. Uh, do you think it's adjustable that, you know, just for making that particular year of time, they're interested in that trend and once it's done, they are not getting any listeners. So do you suggest like if I say that uh, I would like to go jump out of this trend and make a podcast on it, maybe it will go on for a year, but I just want to do it. So will you suggest something like that?
1: I think that can be good. I think looking at evergreen content as being something that can continue getting your show traffic over time is great, but you don't only have to have evergreen content. So I think you bring up a really good point that having content that's really relevant to that time is also going to bring you a lot of traffic right then. And if it's interesting enough where you have a podcast episode, say about COVID-19, I mean that I think people are going to be looking at for a long, long time. Um, I mean, this is like uh, just, it's a pandemic. So yeah, it's it's certainly gonna be in our history books and you know the, the new forms of that. I think that's kind of old school at this point. But having people listen to your podcast and then continue listening. So looking at that hook, how are you hooking people into your show? If it's a specific area, people that are really interested in that area, hopefully will find you if you're posting in the right places and you're engaging with those online communities that already exist. But looking at those new listeners, If you're producing content that is going to be more of a hot topic, I think that can really help bring in those new listeners. And with that, you want to see, all right, what is the hot topics right now? What is the hot topic in your area? Uh, Another hot topic in genetics right now is CRISPR. is a technology that allows for genetic editing, and it is so different than so many others. It's such a much quicker, faster, easier way to be editing genes compared to other methods that we've had in the past. And so when that started, I was like, oh, I got to make some episodes about CRISPR because people are searching this. So if they're searching this, I want to pop up in Google. I want to pop up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, now YouTube. So looking at what are hot topics in your area saying, all right, I got to make some episodes about that. And so some of those will continue, but others may not. But if you can hook people in with that topic and they show up in your search engine then, and they listen and they're like, oh, that was interesting. Now they might listen to other episodes that are less of a hot topic at that time.
0: So it's kind of an added bonus, like, uh, you know, and it also can add more traffic and uh, retain some of the people who are listening itself. So that's a great point. Now, jumping on to the final question, uh, this is kind of like off the podcast list, but still, I think it will make a great question. So when you send me the list of things that you have done, uh, the first question that popped into my mind is, you know, does she have a clone of herself? Because because many roles, many awards, nominations, studies in the same year. uh, So this is something that I definitely need to ask you. I mean, like, isn't there like any time in your life where you felt like, God, I'm done with it? Please, uh, please don't think like I'm asking this in a negative sense, but you know, how you do it is something different than how you can do it. You know, the ability, time management and stuff. So please enlighten me with an answer for that. I think with that,
1: I first want to say that DNA Today does have a team. It started out with me starting the show, uh, but Laura Markham has been absolutely instrumental in DNA Today's growth for the last year and a half. Um, She is really so active behind the scenes she's our uh marketing director at dna today and we also have some other new people that have come on board um kind of in the past six months and so that has been a huge part of i think me realizing that i can only do so much and so having people join the team and having it be a team approach has been uh really instrumental in having dna today grow and reach more people and kind of become uh bigger than it it was before um but that being said, I think for podcasters, it's important to, before you start a podcast, um, record a bunch of episodes so that you have a backlog and don't record one and then just release it and say, oh, I'll keep up with it because things get busy and it really is good to release on a regular schedule. Um, we release two a month right now, um, and that's what we've been doing for a couple of years. And so I think that's really important. And so, you know, I've uh, I just finished school, but during school, I would record a lot during my breaks, so my summer and my winter break, um, and so I would have a bunch of episodes for the next few months. And so I think that's been really helpful in doing that, and also kind of gives you a break. You look like you're active and doing it all the time, but you're able to say, "All right, this is really a podcasting month." And then you know, you go three, four months without podcasting, and then you're like, "Ah, oh, now I really want to get back into that again." So you know, you have the illusion of of doing it every other week when you've really just worked hard. Uh, different months, that's been a, a good way for me to do it, um, and so I think some people can kind of also take advantage of, of that approach, and, and again, before, if, if people haven't started a podcast yet, and they're learning, and trying to gather information on how to do that, um, I think it really is best to see how many episodes you can produce, and then say, all right, how many should we release per month, per week, um, and kind of go from there, but yeah, it's definitely important to have team members, and a schedule. I'm a crazy organized person. So, uh, that definitely, uh, plays its role.
0: Yeah, that's really great. I mean like serious, like, you know, like lately I've been suffering that for myself because like, Every single time when I wake up in the morning, I have this bunch of things that I have to do right now. And when I see at the end of the night, like I'll still see that bunch of things in, in my you know notes. So it's not even a single thing is called strike, strike off, But sometimes it's like a super productive day. It's like all the things gone and you have done extra things. And but other days it's just aren't. So that's one of the reasons why I asked because... Many um, podcasters, they will say that I, I couldn't release an episode because I'm busy and all this stuff. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that every episode has to be of 20 minutes or 30 minutes or like that because people's attention span is actually growing really shorter every single day. So that account can be taken into account. And um, the final question is, this is something that I ask um, every one of my guests. Uh, uh, what is actually your best tip that you can give a podcaster, uh, you know, to help him grow or whatever it is? the best tip in the world, according to you, that you can give to a fellow podcaster?
1: Best tip, no pressure. Um, I would say that having an episode outline is really, really important, especially if you're starting podcasting. So all of the episodes that I've done throughout my shows, I've always had an episode outline. And so for me, I love Google Drive. I'm all about Google Docs, Google Spreadsheets, all of that. I think it really helps virtual teams work together. And so I create an episode outline for each show, having the show intro, the guest intro uh, question bank. So I kind of think ahead and think through what are some questions I'd like to ask the guest. Uh, Then I have outro with uh, links and um, whatever other things I need to plug at the end of the show. I send this to the guest ahead of time, and I find that it's really helpful because sometimes the guests will say, "There's two questions on here. I don't, I don't think that makes sense to ask, or this isn't even on the right, you know, train of thought. I don't do stuff like this." And so that's nice that I always send it to them ahead of time and say, "Hey, feel free to edit this, add anything, delete anything." But I only give them comment access so that I can see what they've deleted. Otherwise, I may not realize I put the question, and then we're recording, and I ask, and then we got to re-record. Um, so I think that can be really helpful. And I also have. Under that doc, um, a few pages down, the information for the blog post and the social media all in one spot so that the guests can look and say, Oh, here's the graphics that the team created. And so I'm going to post this on my own channels. And so I think it really helps everybody stay organized and creates a nice flow for the interview. And um, it depends on your show. If you're more of a conversational, laid back show, this may not be as helpful. But if you're doing more of a proper interview, I think that can be a really helpful thing so my tip is definitely uh be episode outlines with google docs
0: <laughs> and be organized yeah <laughs> i think that's actually people going to be like uh, saying going to say in the comments it's super hard but still let's try if someone else in their position is trying it of course why can't they okay so exactly the time is up so thank you so much for being on the podcast uh so is there anything else that you want to ask me
1: um, well, I just want to thank you so much, Jeffrey, for having me on the show. This was a lot of, of fun to talk about podcasting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really appreciate this. And uh, I'm wondering, what else do you think you're going to be exploring or looking forward to on this show?
0: Uh, well, one of the more times is that uh, you know I just want to give people information that's actually not much of that in the internet. You know, like you know emotional stuff and all that stuff. But one of the main reasons why I wanted to do podcast is that um, that's this code I have. I actually said this in another video itself, like to help those who can't help themselves. Like, you know, people or someone who's trying to ask help and I'm just trying to give them as much as possible. But sometimes I really don't know why I'm doing this, but it's just, I just love talking, you know, you know, because you are like another side of the world and I'm here and you know, you have greater ideas. And if some of my people hear this, they will be like, Oh, if he can do this, why can't I, if he has some kind of ideas that's actually explorable, why can't I? So that's the question that I want to just, you know, tell the people to just get up and do it because I never got that inspiration from anyone, uh, you know, from my circle. So I just thought, okay, let me be the first one to do it. So yeah, that's one of the things that I just want to you know give out the show. So yeah, I think, and you know, the other thing is that I just want to promote this, uh, uh, work I am doing this, uh, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, right? The podcast, famous podcaster, uh, he's outside. Uh, he actually produced something called the audio tag, you know, people like, uh, um, something like an intro music, it's kind of unique to that particular podcast. We and my producer, we are doing this. So we thought, okay, we can promote that by doing ads on the you know podcast and all. So that's, the, that's like the financial side of the thing. So yeah, I think that's the most of it that I would just want to explore out of the podcast.
1: That's very exciting to be talking to people throughout the world. And it really is such a unique aspect of podcasting just to sit down and have a conversation that, you don't know the person you're talking to often and just being able to jump right into topics, I think is such a exciting area of podcasting. And it's just so cool that the podcasting community has really uh, been even more connected, I think, during this pandemic and everybody's sitting at home like, all right, how can we connect with other people? So I think that's really cool. And I'm glad that you're uh, really active in the community.
0: Thank you so much. And you know, the, the funniest thing is that there's no judgment. That's the thing I love about this because, you know, people always think that, you know, I mean, like who is, who is going to be, who is he, what's his character, what he has done so far. I mean, no, no judgment at all. Just hop onto it, share some ideas and just spread it out to the world. You know, that's the thing I love about this because people are just so into judgment, like before even talking to someone. But I agree there are bad people in the world. Of course, that's only when we will have balance. Still, this podcast community, that's one of the reasons I love, love our. And thank you so much for hopping on to the show. And uh, it's really been great interviewing you. And because, you know, see, after seeing you resume and, you know, the stuff that you did, I was actually thought, okay, I'm done for. I'm actually going to make her talk all the, you know, things. And I'm going to jump over to the show. Let's her, uh, let's let she do all the talking. But still, thank you so much for coming on to this.
1: Thank you, Jeffrey, for having me. It's been a blast.
0: So, so thank you so much guys for listening on to the show and I have given everything uh, in the description like her, like the Facebook page where I met her and her podcast and uh, pretty much everything that I, if I list, list them out, I think the podcast will go on for another hour. So make sure to go and check out the links and uh, you know, show some love and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you, Kira. I'll see you next.
1: Thank you, Jeffrey. Bye.